and welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. This is episode number 31. As always, I am one of your hosts, Zach Basner, Director of Inbound Training and Video Strategy at Impact, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Will Schultz. Hey, thanks for joining us. Will is our lead video sales and marketing consultant at Impact, and we're excited to have him join us as the new co-host of the podcast. And we've got a cool topic for today. It's something a little different than we typically talk about, but I think you're going to like it, uh, particularly because when we think about how we're communicating in videos, we should have a pretty good understanding of exactly how we want the viewer to react. The interesting thing is, is that we're really not taught this early on in life, that these, these communication principles that will invoke an emotional response from the people who we're communicating with and particularly with storytelling. The fact of the matter is all communication is a form of storytelling and we've got to get good at it. We also have to know kind of where we're going with it. So we thought it'd be cool to reference this really great Ted talk from a gentleman. His name's David J.P. Phillips, and he is himself a communications coach. He's got this great talk, which is called the magical science of storytelling, where he breaks down the brain science, the, the, the chemistry of someone's mind when you are telling them stories, the chemicals that are released into the blood and why we feel certain ways about things when we're hearing stories. And so we're going to break down these different chemicals and how you can use them to your benefit to induce an emotional reaction within your viewer. The most powerful thing about emotion is that that is how we justify a lot of our decisions. A lot of people in the sales community reason that if we first make decisions based on emotion, and then we try and justify those decisions with logic. And so how are we appealing emotionally to our viewers in videos? So particularly, we're going to break down these, these two things, things uh, that David calls the angel's cocktail and the devil's cocktail. So we'll start first with the angel's cocktail, which is these are the things that you would want to release into the brain of your viewers. So Will, maybe you could set us up for this. What is the angel's cocktail, those chemicals, and what are their major inherent benefits? Yeah, so JP describes the angel's cocktail as these three hormones that you're doing everything you can in your storytelling and, and inevitably in your videos that you're creating to release into uh, the minds of, in the bloodstream actually, of what uh, the viewers are actually feeling. Uh, the first of that being dopamine, the second being oxytocin, and the third being <clears throat> endorphins, actually. So each of these serves a different purpose and what it, the outcomes and, and what it makes the, the viewer feel and, and, and believe. And I think this is a topic that a lot of times gets, gets lost because it feels a bit soft around the edges. And well, how does this video make somebody feel, especially when it's not like a 30-second advertisement on network television, right? We're, we're talking way more so about... Um, how we're educating people and how when we do educate them about our offerings or our industries or our business, how it, how it makes them feel. And we want people to be able to take away and do a next step in whatever we're asking them from this video. And what that requires is them to be focused, be motivated, and actually like us um, and be listening to what we're saying and be able to recall it. So to break down the outcomes of each of these chemicals, uh, JP describes dopamine as the chemical that's released in your bloodstream that allows you to have more focus, 
uh, higher energy and, and even a better memory recall, actually. It's pretty obvious that that's something that you absolutely want to evoke in every single one of the videos that you're creating. Um, he describes you being able to evoke this from people by building suspense, by uh, leaving cliffhangers in your stories and, and allow them to be waiting and anticipating with, with what you're going to be giving them. So when we talk about having a cliffhanger or having that suspense, very tangible ways that you can start to do this almost immediately. This is the reason why we teach having a teaser at the beginning of your video. You're essentially tossing out a line and saying, hey, this is what we're going to cover in this video. And here's what you're going to be able to do with this information. We're setting the hook. That is the cliffhanger. That is building the suspense. We're adding in this level of waiting and, and uh, expectation for the viewer that they want to stick around and continue to watch. Now, if you think about this, a video that doesn't have a teaser and therefore you don't really know what's happening throughout the course of the video, you're, you are not focused, you are not motivated. And so again, with that dopamine, what we're trying to do is throw out that suspense. This doesn't just take place in a great story. This takes place in the, the various elements of your video, always dropping things, always leaving the viewer expecting more. Now, the next one is oxytocin. And oxytocin is what makes us feel human. It, what, it's what makes us trust and bond with the people who we're communicating with. Now, obviously, in any sort of communication, we want to build more trust. We want to bond more with our viewer. But especially if you think about the way this chemical is and should be used in sales, not necessarily as a form of manipulation, but as a way to make that viewer less critical and break down the barrier that always exists in sales, especially during your first, second, third contact, whatever the case might be. In David's example, he shares a very personal story, a, a personal story that any of us would feel for him. We would be empathetic towards him. And so how do you do this in your own videos? Well, you don't have to necessarily share a personal story to do this. What you can do and how you can use oxytocin is something as simple as coming up with great anecdotes. One of my most uh, influential mentors, Michael Port, he told me one time, it's much easier to teach somebody something if you relate it to something that they already know. So in other words, when you're coming up with anecdotes and ways to describe what you do and how you do it, who you do it for and why it's special, you can use um, this chemical, oxytocin, to bond with those viewers. Something simple would be just sharing maybe a customer story. This is what happened with a customer I was working with and here's where you know they ended up. Um, so it's a very practical thing that you can use almost immediately. Yeah, when I was watching this TED Talk for the second time around, the, the topic around oxytocin really made me think about beyond just the anecdotes that you can create with it, making the viewer feel like there's somebody in your corner. When that piece of it came up, it made me think of Thad from the Metal Roofing Channel, who we're actually going to have on this uh, podcast pretty soon. But he positions himself in one of, one of my favorite ways that I've seen videographers position themselves on educational videos in the sense that he personally is not the subject matter expert. He sees himself and the viewers see him as the advocate on behalf of the viewers or the prospects of Metal Roofs. He, he allows himself to be the person that is learning along the way with with the viewers. He says, join me as we go learn about this today. As you're, you're, you're personally learning about it by watching the video, you're also having that person there asking the questions that, that you wish you would be able to ask, should you be the person shopping for this thing or, or talking to the salesperson or the subject matter expert? 
there's a big trust factor in that of of the viewers of the metal roofing channel viewing fad as almost one of them and there's not just a bunch of subject matter experts that are uh sort of not talking down to you necessarily but making you feel like you don't know what you don't know that's a really great point and lastly of the angels cocktail we've got endorphins which we've I'd imagine most people have heard of endorphins and the example that David gives in this case, a, a woman who's uncontrollably laughing at a really terrible time. Like we've all had that moment when you're somewhere and you shouldn't be laughing. It makes things more funny. That's those that's caused by endorphins and endorphins essentially make us more creative. They make us relaxed and they make us more focused just like dopamine does. It actually increases focus. I don't know that humor is the only way to, to release endorphins. In fact, if you're giving somebody what they want after not being able to find it for a long time, I have a feeling endorphins are going to follow. So as a review, so that's the angel's cocktail. So as a review, we've got dopamine, which increases focus, memory, motivation. You create that with suspense. We've got oxytocin, which uh, is essentially uh, created with empathy and storytelling. And that makes us more generous, more trusting, and able to bond. And then we've got endorphins, which make us more creative, more relaxed, and more focused. And we can release that with humor or you know, just other strong emotions. Now, again, with the Angels Cocktail, the idea here is that within our viewers, we are trying to cause this powerful emotion response that makes them less critical and uh, less objectively observant meaning they're willing to hear what we have to say. Is there a way you could use this for manipulation and for bad purposes? Of course, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about using this to build trust and doing it in a trustworthy way. Now, on the flip side of the angel's cocktail, we've got the devil's cocktail. And after we describe this to you, I have a feeling you're going to you're gonna have a good idea of which of these cocktails you're probably serving up more of on a regular basis. So, Will, what is by definition what David is, is calling the devil's cocktail? Yeah, so he describes it as this combination of cortisol and adrenaline. And it's essentially making the viewer feel this level of fear or this level of irritability or even sort of stress. So the way he actually did this in the video was he did this surprise sort of yell and he scared the audience by by just screaming. And, and he addressed the fact that there's a small amount of cortisol that's only released at that time. But he starts to go over what really happens when people feel this level of stress or feel this level of fear. Um, along the way. And it brings in irritability. It brings in intolerance. It brings in um, uncreativity and even poor decision-making. All of these things that at face value, it's, it's kind of hard to understand how it may affect your own educational videos or business videos. But I think you can think of ways that when we're addressing our content, making it feel like there's almost so much. It makes me think of like the over-analysis paralysis is never what you want your viewer to be thinking when they're watching your video content. Yep. You want to yep. keep things simple and not stressful for the person that's trying to learn about your stuff. Yeah. Stress could come from too much information. The stress could come from any sort of things that are jarring in your video that make it hard to watch. The stress could come from seeing somebody else who's stressed. This is something very powerful that um, I try and help teams understand is that if you don't feel comfortable and you're stressed to be on camera and because of that, it shows and, and it makes the viewer uneasy, that's what releases these types of chemicals. It's very easy oftentimes to see when somebody is extremely uncomfortable to be on camera. Most times it's because they're trying to protect themselves. And when you're trying to protect yourself, you are putting up a guard for yourself. 
but you're asking somebody to let their guard down to trust you. It, it, there's conflicting things happening here. These are the things that produce adrenaline and cortisol and make somebody critical and intolerant. So we, we want to work on getting away from that as much as possible. But if you really think about this, which one do you think you're serving up more often? Is it the angel's cocktail or the devil's cocktail? For many of you, it may have been more helpful to hear about the devil's cocktail than the angel's cocktail, because that's the, that's the one that you're most commonly going to see. And the one you have to watch out for when you're working with your teams, uh, creating new content. So you might be wondering, how does this stuff apply to they ask you answer? I can draw a very easy connection for you. The angel's cocktail, if we are assuming that the angel's cocktail is going to make our viewers less critical and less objective, objectively observant, that is building trust. That is helping to bring that guard down and helping them to trust us. And therefore, when they feel so emotionally invested with us and do trust us because we give them what they need, we're honest, we're transparent. Even when they go look at other services, other products, other companies, they will first compare it to you. They will always compare the option to you because they have that emotional investment. Now on the flip side, the devil's cocktail. If you're doing the ask you answer and you're doing it in a self-serving way with video or with written content, that's going to produce those negative things. It's going to be very clear. So that's very simply how these actually do really tie back to the ask you answer and can be easily applied. Yeah. And I think you made a really good point about the, the devil's cocktail for they ask you answer videos. I think there's a couple of people here scratching their heads going, well, who in the heck is trying to release cortisol in their, in their viewers bloodstream when they're making a, a, they ask you answer video. And 100% of the time it is obviously unintentional. And a lot of the time it's not about the content that you're, that you're introducing in the video. It's a lot more of the quality of how you, how you shot the video itself. Um, he mentions in this video a couple of times, he brings it back to the history of humans. And he talks about how humans have been non-verbally communicating a lot longer than we've been verbally communicating with each other. And what that means for, for, for the viewer now, and I'm, I'm sure we can all get in the heads of when we've done this ourselves, is the second that we notice uncomfortability of the person on camera, and the second that we see that there is sort of a, a hiccup in, in either the, the content or the person, that's, uh, the person that's providing the information, we stop listening to the content itself and we start to analyze the person way more. If you see a person that's on camera and is stressed out or is hiccuping on their words, you're no longer listening to the information they're providing. You are psychoanalyzing how they're providing the information to you now. And the second that you see that, that level of weakness, that's what you're focused on for the rest of the, the video itself. So that really stresses the importance of making sure that the, the, the people that are on camera are are giving the same emotions themselves that we want to evoke in the people that are watching our content. I would encourage you to go and check out this TED Talk. Look for ways to apply brain science and chemistry to the way that you shoot your videos. Don't just make assumptions about your viewer. Really think, what's the, what's the response we want this person to have? And are we serving up the angel's cocktail or the devil's cocktail? We'll drop a link to that video in the show notes. If you just want to look it up on YouTube, just look up The Magical Science of Storytelling by David J.P. Phillips. It's like a 16-minute talk or something like that, but it's going to change the way you think about communication. Also, he's got a great one. It's called Death by PowerPoint, and that's a really cool one as well. So make sure you check that out. We really appreciate you tuning in today. We're so honored to spend time with you on a weekly basis, 
and be a part of your video journey. If you have questions for us, please drop your thoughts and everything in the comments down below. Make sure you like this video if you enjoyed it. And until we see you next time, keep learning.